0: Okay, welcome back to Wise Women Chat Podcast. I want to apologize for the, uh, the disturbance. I believe I will say it, distraction. Every time we're trying to free women and allow women to hear heartful, heart um, felt stories or uh, situations or circumstances someone else has gone through, I would say that that's a way of freeing them, helping them. Uh, Mm -hmm. encouraging them inspiring them that they can go through it as well and how many of us know the devil don't always like that okay so we're going to blame him for this so we're going to finish up uh candace and i regarding she was sharing about her son and
1: yeah.
0: Um, yeah him being murdered 13 years ago and candace do you remember where you stopped that uh you were talking about the justice system Did you, um- yes
1: yes and you know I, I trisha i think it's so important for whenever we're sharing about the life of our children you know, it's, it's not enough to just share about the good things. You know, you share about the good things and you share about the not so good things so that you can give people a complete story to relate to. And being an, an advocate now for other parents who have lost their children, I can I can tell that it's hard for mothers to talk to me about losing their children sometimes when they go astray. Or, Mm -hmm. you know, and and they're just trying, they're beating their own path and they may be going in a different direction than what you taught them or what you instilled with them. So I always take the initiative to share my story first and to let them know who Marcus was and how our relationship was when he was a teenager, how, how, how turbulent it was, but he turned a corner and he got it. And it was like a boulder hit him. And he used to always apologize to me. Ma, I am so sorry for being a bonehead. I am so sorry mm-hmm. for saying those things that I did, said to you. And mm-hmm. I need you to help me raise Tristan. I need you to be there. And so when I share about the the good stuff and the, and the not so good stuff, you know, it allows other mothers to kind of take that breath, sigh, and be like, okay, I can be real with this woman, yes. you know let her know what happened with my child and that he wasn't as stellar you know as some, you know teenage youth are that don't get into the trouble that some of our youth get into you know and um and i don't care how um delinquent you know your youth may be no one deserves to be killed no one deserves to be murdered no one deserves to be taken by from by the hands of another person Mm -hmm.
0: Absolutely. Candice, tell us, tell the listener audience, audience, how are you now? How are you mentally, emotionally, 13 years later, uh, how are you?
1: All over the place. (laughs) (laughs) All over the place. Always all over the place. But you know what? This is my life and this is my walk. I never aspired to be a bereaved parent you know, dealing with the dealing with having to bury my child. Mm-hmm. You know? And what I would what what I do and what I share with other women is we're different, you know. Yes. Mm -hmm. everything is uh, you know Marcus worked at McDonald's so for the longest time I wanted to blow up every McDonald's that I saw on a corner you -hmm. know because it reminds me of some aspect of his life you know during the holiday season he worked for UPS he worked for FedEx so every time I see a UPS truck you know roll up and down my street I want to blow up the UPS truck Mm -hmm. you know And so it's triggers that we deal with, and triggers will be different from person to person, you know, based on the dynamic of the relationship that you have with your lost loved one. So the emotions of grief and the stages of grief, you know, they interchange and they intertwine from day to day. Yeah, the first thing you're going to experience is shock and denial, and the last thing you'll experience is acceptance but you know, you're gonna vacillate back and forth through all of those stages at grief. And sometimes you may go through two or three different stages at the same time, you know, Mm -hmm. but you have to learn how to manage those emotions. You know, I teach what those, those stages look like and what happens at each of those stages. So you can be able to identify what stage you're in and then you can prepare yourself to protect yourself and to prevent yourself from from staying stuck and from staying in anger and from seeping Mm -hmm. into a from a from a sadness depression into a clinical depression there is a difference Sure. Whenever you're grieving the loss of a child, sadness, depression is normal. You know that's the depression that can be managed. You know with self-care, with rest, with eating healthy, with with exercise. Mm-hmm. You know, but if you don't, if you if you don't manage the sadness, depression, it can transcend into a clinical depression to where mm-hmm. you're therapeutic help and you may need medicine. You know, and so it's that's it's good. so important for you to administer self-care. You yes. know, it's so, so important. So, yeah. you know, so where I am today is I am a victim advocate. I, I teach um, uh, crime victims their rights. Um, I just, I delved into that that area of study so that I can learn everything that I could possibly learn because at the time that I lost Marcus I didn't have an advocate for me and the reason why I didn't have a victim advocate was because there was no um, the murderer wasn't caught the assailant Mm -hmm. wasn't caught so Mm -hmm. I never went to court there was never a court case so there was no one to advocate for me you know in that way Mm -hmm. because no one was caught and so mm-hmm. I had community advocacy, and so there are a lot of crime victims out there whose cases have gone cold, and are just blindly navigating through the stages of grief, needing some help and needing support. Is it's needing support? So that's what I do. You know, I try to yeah. find those lost individuals needing that support. Um, because if, if if you don't deal with your grief, your your grief will eventually deal with you.
0: That's good. That's good, Candice. Thank you. That's real good. I'm sure. The listening audience, someone in the listening audience is really going to take heed to that. That's good, and thank you for that. And I, I want to so. thank you from the bottom of my heart. I mean, I know again it's been 13 years, but like to you, it could feel like 13 days ago yeah. that you had to, you know, experience such a difficult, um trauma, traumatic uh season in your life to lose your only child, your only son, and. Once again, yeah. I'm so appreciative that you were able to uh, be on this platform to share and chat Thank about you. that experience. Mm-hmm. Um, but before we wrap up, I want you to encourage someone. You, you have your whole your whole transparency and uh, mm-hmm. interview has been encouraging. But just give somebody, just say somebody just go, is going through it right now. What can you mm-hmm. share with her? What can you tell her? Encourage her right now. And um, go ahead and do what you
1: do. <laughs> okay, all right. For that woman who has lost her son, or has lost her daughter, or have lost multiple children, mm, yes, please do not alone, do not mm. isolate yourself, and do mm. not allow anger to hinder you from healing. Do not lo- allow the anger to hinder you from healing. I understand that forgiveness is good, but for some people, forgiveness is not always immediate. Mm. Give your give yourself permission to be angry, but also give yourself permission to heal. Yes, know that you can't always talk to everybody about how you're feeling. So find those people who will be present with you, who will not try to fix you because nothing is wrong with you. The only thing wrong with you is the murder, the the love that you have in your heart for the person that you lost. You know, what I like to say is grief is the price we pay for love. Mm -hmm. And that doesn't need to be fixed. That just needs to be managed so don't tell someone don't allow anyone to tell you what you need to do surround yourself around people who will allow you to validate where you are in the pain yes
0: wonderful thank you so much Candice you are author of a book and I would love for you to uh, uh, share with the listening audience about your book very briefly I'm going to put it in description of this podcast for those who may not catch it right away but you will be able to uh, read it off of the description but share about the book that you uh, you wrote a little bit about your book
1: Sure. Well, earlier in the podcast, I talked a lot about my faith. And I really, really believe that my faith has carried me and is still carrying me to be able to allow me to be functional and to do the things that I do. And in the work that I do, I work with a lot of crime victims who feel like they are not getting the resources and the support that they need in order to move forward in their lives. And a lot of times people can feel like they need more rights, they need more justice. They need more laws on their side. And an epiphany came to me and said, well, didn't God cover it all in the Ten Commandments? He didn't create any more laws. And I believe that if we knew what those laws were, really, really were, and if we followed them, we would find some type of peace in that. And so I started studying out the Ten Commandments again for myself on a deeper, more personal level. And (laughs) it was as if I had never, ever known what the Ten Commandments were. And so Mm -hmm. I basically um, wrote a devotional on the Ten Commandments asking me, asking God to teach me how, really, really teach me how to obey and to follow your commandments. And that's Mm. what my book really, really is. It really teaches you that when you grab hold of the first four commandments that God gives to us, then the other six our gravy you mm-hmm. know mm-hmm. when you learn to love god and when you learn to not uh, create any more idols above him and when you learn to take the sabbath day and make it holy and don't do anything but honor it and give it to him when aim in vain when you really focus on those four commandments then you won't want lie to your neighbor you mm-hmm. won't steal you won't commit adultery you won't commit murder. You know, it's yes. just, they just have such an order about his way and an order for our lives to bring, to bring peace into our lives. And so mm-hmm. I just pray that as I was writing each chapter, that it would bless, you know, whoever reads it as much as it bless me.
0: Well, thank you so much for sharing and for all the listening audience. Once again, I'm going to uh, put the name of her book in the description. So um, is it available at Amazon, uh, Candice? It is. It's on eight. Great, great, mm-hmm. great. Well, thank you again. I can't thank you enough. Um, as we um, close this um, segment, I would like to provide the listening audience with a scripture. Um, and it's... He heals the broken in heart and binds up their wounds. That's Psalms 147.3. Wow.
1: Thank you for that.
0: Yes. one Psalms 147.3. Wow. Thank you all for listening in Wise Women Chat Podcast. We so appreciate you as well. Candice, if I, if I had a thousand tongues, I couldn't thank you enough for coming on this platform <laughs> and speaking about, again, such a... Um, tender subject. But Thank until next so time, um, listening audience, we will chat later. Have a good one.
1: Bye-bye.